0: Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Embracing what's fun with Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am excited to see this live in concert next weekend. The tokens, the lion sleeps tonight. Those great high, high vocals by Jay Siegel, lead singer, then lead singer. Now he will be part of the show and not just that show at Mohegan Sun next weekend, but my show today on Spotlight Connecticut. So we'll chat with Jay. We'll get him on the phone in a little bit. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Bowser's Rock and wop Party, this is volume 22. They've been doing now 22 of these at the Mohegan Sun Arena. These Bowser shows happen every January, usually the weekend of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. That's not the case this year. It'll be next Sunday at 3 in the afternoon, January 14th of 2024. I haven't bought my tickets yet. I plan to get them this coming week. I've got a lot going on. Eventually, I'll get to it. I do want to talk a little bit about the show itself and how it works. There's usually a headliner. All of these people who perform could be the headliner. They all had big hits. They all do a fantastic job. But there's usually one act in particular that stands out. Last year, that was Chubby Checker. And all of the years that Bowser has done a show, Chubby never made one until last year. And he did a half hour straight, maybe longer. It could have been 40 or 45 minutes. And it was killer. The energy was high. Chubby never gave up. He never lost a step. He never lost a beat. It went from song to song. He didn't stop. He didn't take a breath. He brought somebody up on stage and... Danced with them. It was a grand time. And this year, I believe, I believe that the person who's supposed to be that standout performer, the act that will be the standout performer, is Bobby Brooks Wilson. He is the son of Jackie Wilson, the singer of Lonely Teardrops and all of those great hits that he had in the early 60s. Also part of the act, Kenny Vance and the Planetones, they're back with Looking for an Echo. Gary U.S. Bonds, quarter to three. And I don't know this, but I wonder if he'll do This Little Girl is Mine. I want to hear that live. I really do. Lala Brooks, the original lead singer of the Crystals' Da Do Run Run. And I got to tell you, last year, Lala, she did an amazing Tina Turner. And that was before Tina Turner passed away. We uh, We didn't know that that was going to happen at all. But she ended up paying tribute to Tina just as a fan, a lifelong fan of hers. She did Proud Mary. And uh, I didn't think that anybody could do Proud Mary better than Tina Turner, but Lala Brooks did. So she'll be there next weekend. The Dubs, a duop group. Joey D and the Starlighters, they weren't there last year. Peppermint Twist, Johnny Farino of Santo, and Johnny Sleepwalk, which you probably have heard recently in some commercials, largely for mattresses. Here's a guy I always love to see, and I love hearing his story. He went from saving lives to performing on stage. 9-11 firefighter Frank Pizarro singing lead on songs by the Platters. My prayer, only you, the great pretender. He was credited, actually, with sounding just like the original lead singer, Tony Williams. You may not believe it, but if you see him in person, you'd probably agree with me and everybody else who says the same. I want everybody to know it does not matter the age. One of the biggest comments that I get when I tell people I'm going to see the show is, oh, Morgan, you're 27. You shouldn't be going to see Bowser and the Stingrays and all of those groups. Well, that's not true. I tend to sit on the floor because I like to get really up close and personal with the show. When you're at the floor level, you're with the most devoted of fans. In many cases, these are people that are not afraid to shell out top dollar to be sitting close to the performance. That's me. And in many cases, these people are of the older demographic. I won't lie. I'll give it to you straight. Um, but if you go up to those stands, you will end up seeing more and more younger people. These are people that want to treat their mom and their dad, their grandmother, grandpa. These are people who maybe they're not there with their parents or their grandparents, but they're there with some of their other friends because they like the musicality. Some of them, they really like the history when I talk to them. They're interested in the progression of music over the last 50, 60, 70 years. You've also got people who respect the generation that came before them. It's all about history. It's about respect. It's about learning something. It's about being culturally diverse. These people, the younger people, I'd say those who are there in their 20s, 30s, 40s, these are people who have open minds, These are people who are not afraid to be a little bit different. These are people who are not afraid to say, you know what, I like something because it's good. I like something because I can learn something from it. And I like something because it can connect me with, hey, guess what, my own family's generational past. And I find myself in a little bit of all of those categories myself. And so I'm thrilled that Bowser and all of his friends can keep it alive. We'll chat coming up with Jay Siegel of the Tokens on WTIC News Talk 1080 to Lion sleeps tonight. This is
1: WTIC in Hartford.
0: Let's get back into Spotlight Connecticut with our friends from Avon, the Casey sisters, a.k.a. the angelic voices of Spotlight Connecticut. Morgan Cunningham on WTIC. Appearing next Sunday afternoon at Mohegan Sun, the big arena, as part of Bowser's. Rock and Do Womp Party, Volume XXII. That's 22. Let's welcome Jay Siegel of The Tokens, original lead singer. Hello, Jay.
1: Well, hello, Morgan. You're right on time.
0: I try, I try. Hi, Jay. How are you?
1: I'm, I'm okay. Have we met up at Mohegan Sun before?
0: We might have a few years ago. Um, it, it probably was pre pandemic. Ah. <laughs> uh, because we've done that show with uh, Bowser, I
1: don't know, over a dozen times, you know, for over the years. So, you know, so we may have met. We may have met.
0: And I'll tell you what I told Bowser last year. I'm 27 years old. You know, I, I love this music I have since I was a kid, um, and and it just warms my heart being able to go and see a lot of these acts with Bowser's show every single year, because um, I know that there are a lot from that era that aren't performing or aren't able to perform and oh, so sure, I know
1: your voice is much uh, sounds much older than twenty seven
0: I've heard that many times.
1: <laughs> yeah, you sound like an older person, but um I'm, but you're not, but that's
0: <laughs> well, hey, it gets well, me ratings, so that's all I care about.
1: That's not a negative comment. I just you just have a very a very mature you know mature voice
0: I appreciate you know, much, it much
1: much more much more than mine.
0: Well, hey, you're able to hit those high notes. I don't know how you can do it. I Me mean, neither. It's just, uh, like I say, when, it's, when it becomes an effort to do it,
1: that's when I'll stay home. Right now, it's, uh, it's working effortlessly. So uh, hopefully, uh, in Mohegan Sun, it'll, it'll come out the same way.
0: Well, Jay, could you take us back a long time ago? It's the 1950s, early 1960s. And from what I understand, you used to sing on the beaches. And, and yeah. then next thing you know, you have a number one hit record. How did that work out? Well, the group started
1: uh, when I was still in Lincoln High School in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I was in the chorus with this kid, Neil Sedaka. <laughs> oh, my and, goodness. Uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were friends. We grew up together. And he lived about five blocks from where I lived in, uh, in Brooklyn. And he uh, was going to start a, uh, he was starting a rock and roll group. And he asked me if I wanted to come over and try out because we were in the chorus together. And, you know, I went over to his house one afternoon. I sang a few songs and uh I made I, I, I made the audition. I passed the audition. And that's when the group started with Neil, myself, a girl, Cynthia, Cynthia Zollaton and another guy, Hank Medrus. And the group was called the Link Tones. Before it became the Tokens, Lincoln—you know—Lincoln High School, Link Tones. You know, every every group back in the '50s with some kind of tones, you know, uh, attached to it. So, but yeah, that's how it started, and then evolved into the—you know—into the Tokens, and uh, you know, uh, you, you asked about singing on the beach. That's another story when I have a long uh, when I have a long show to do and I have the time to uh, do a little backstory. Yeah. In Brooklyn, uh, you know, in Brooklyn, uh, we live uh, we live right near Brighton Beach, right, be- you know, right near the beach. And and in the summertime, every few blocks on the beach was a different singing group from a different uh, from a different high school. You know, not professional singers, four or five guys got together and they would sing on, you know, and they would sing. And of course, that's how we, you know, we attracted the girls. But we used to sing this one song, you know, it was called Weem Away. It was a song that I heard from, a, from an album cut called Pete, this, The Weavers at Carnegie Hall, one, one of the biggest folk, folk acts in the 50s. And we used to sing this song on the beach just for fun, you know. We, uh, it was a, you know, had a falsetto lead, which, you know, I, that was in my range. I could do that. And we used to always attract a very big crowd when we did, uh, when we did Weem Away, you know. And like I say, who would think, you know, six years later that that, uh, the, you know, the song we used to sing on the beach just for fun or to get the girls would uh, be a number one record in the United States, sold about three million records. And then it became a number one record in 36 countries all over the world. So we were one of the first uh, first uh, singing groups to you know, we were touring all over Europe, you know, pre-Beatles, you know, there were no Beatles then.
0: How did you get the attention of the record label and the promoters and everything to get that record propelled to number one?
1: Well, you know, we had a big hit record before tonight, before uh, before the lion sleeps tonight. It was a top ten national record that was number one in New York. It was called "Tonight I Fell in Love." Uh, so, you know, that uh, we were with one of the independent record companies that didn't pay anybody, which was very, you know. Very common in the late fifties, you know, and uh, we uh, knew someone who knew someone that uh, knew the producers over at RCA Victor, and we uh, we auditioned uh, with that song and with other songs, and they knew who we were because we did have a hit record already, and uh, they signed us to a contract at RCA, and uh, we uh, we had a bunch of records out in RCA, and after the you know Lion Sleeps Tonight was such a gigantic success. All over the world, it was one of the biggest records that they produced, and they were very famous record producers. Their names were Hugo and Luigi. They had their own, you know, they had their own logo logo on their uh, on RCA Victor's label. So they were, they they produced people like Perry Como, Sam Cooke, Harry Belafonte. I mean, they were one of the hottest record producers in the business. And uh, we sang one day. We uh, sang Weimoway. Was not the lion sleeps tonight. It was the way we used to sing it on the beach, and they thought, "Yeah, this is a pretty weird kind of piece of music." And uh, they came up with a lyric to it, you know, because it was it had no lyric. It was a chant in the falsetto, and uh, we were handed that lyric into in the studio, and uh, it didn't fit into the original melody of the Lion's Sleeps So I actually had to change the melody right in the studio, reading off the uh, a yellow legal pad, re- reading the lyric of The Lion Sleeps the Night. And uh, we recorded it that way, and uh, they, the record was uh, released not too long after that. These other three guys in the group didn't want the record to be released because they thought it was too weird because there was nothing like it. And I said, well, maybe that's why it should be released because it is, you know, there is nothing like it. And, you know, in, uh, in a period of four weeks, it, 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 it went to number one in four weeks and uh, stayed on the uh, national charts for about three months. And it stayed number one for about, for, I guess, about three weeks. And, uh, you know, that's the rest is history. You know, there must have been a million cover records of the Lion. And I was told that everywhere in the world, including today, our record of The Lion Sleeps Tonight is played every day somewhere in the world. And it was inducted a few years ago. The record was put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We weren't, but the record was.
0: Let me tell you something, Jay. I was in the audience last January, and I'm talking on Spotlight Connecticut with Jay Siegel of The Tokens, singer of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. And when you started with the a cappella beginning, sounded just like the record. You're able to match it still to this day, and I know that it's very high and voices change over the years, but yet you're able to do it just as well as you did in 1961 or before then. So I've got to know, Jay, what's the secret to being able to do it all these years? I have the secret, but I'm not going to tell you, of course. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm only only kidding. I could
1: still sing it in the same... Key that I recorded it in in 1961. I still I'm still able to sing it the same key, because okay in the 60s was a very weird time in the music business, and we had a lot of success record wise, producing wise, but I didn't uh, I didn't consider. That uh, the music business was my whole life. I mean, I had, I had a family at home, I had a wife, I had some kids. And the secret to, to uh, keeping my voice and keeping my sanity is after work or after a tour or after a, after a show, I went home. I, <laughs> I just went home after work. I called, this was my job, it wasn't my life. My life was my kids and my family. And uh, that's, you know, I lived a very, very normal life. In the crazy 60s, where a lot of the uh, a lot of my contemporaries and, uh, you know, including people in my own group, you know, they were on stage, you know, 24-7. They, they didn't separate that life from their, you know, it, that was their life. My life was that was my job, a wonderful job. But, you know, after work, I went home. And uh, that's just—you know—that's—that's uh, that's the only thing I could ever think that 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 w- that that it kept me uh, able to maintain, uh, you know, the ability to, to sing the way I did when I was, you know, 20 years old or 19 years old. So, so- that's the secret. But don't tell anybody.
0: Oh, don't worry, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody. We'll keep it here in the audience of Spotlight Connecticut. All right. That's it. Just tell the people on your that that are listening to you to you on the radio. So, what does Bowser do? Does he just call you up and say, Hey, Jay, do you want to come on and do a show with me? Because you've been doing this now, I don't know, about a dozen times over the years with Bowser. He's there right before well, Martin Luther King Jr. Day every weekend. Yeah, I know.
1: It's, it's a, and they get like 7,000, 8,000 8, people there. It's, it's, it's
0: a, packed. It's, it's amazing. It's, oh, it's a
1: wonderful venue. But I met Bowser, John, in the middle 80s, actually. He was producing a show. In uh, in in California with uh, Gary Lewis and the Playboys and and the Bowser and the Stingrays and he needed another group and we had a couple of hit records and he reached out to uh, an agency that we were with and uh, and uh, we flew out to California we did the, we did the concert and uh, we uh, we became very fast friends and we um, we've been working with John you know as I say John but his name is that's his name but that's another secret <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no one knows him by john
1: no nobody knows him by john you know my, people that i work with you know to this day they call him bowser on stage the band calls him bowser you know they they that's that's i mean he was so that was an iconic uh character that that, that you know that he portrayed you know being part of anna nah. and we've maintained this relationship through the years we've worked all over the country with uh with bowser and uh we've done the uh the uh mohegan sun show which is like i think that's one of the high points of uh of of, of his uh career he loves doing mohegan Sun uh, as i do it's a fabulous venue and we have i mean there's not too many venues that we work in front of seven or eight thousand people and we get the same reaction every time he has the most entertaining show from little kids to old people i mean the show is very entertaining. The array of acts that he has, it's just, there's some, something for everyone. It's, a, it's a, big menu of, uh, a big menu of artists to choose from, you know, and uh, we walk off that stage very, very happy. And uh, and listen, you know what, I think uh, how fortunate that I've been that, you know, that I, I never thought that you, uh, you know, I, I would have a vocation in the music business, but uh, how, how lucky am I that I have a job that makes people happy. I think that's, you can't have a better job than making people happy. And uh, I feel that, uh, I think I make people happy most of the time, as far as I know.
0: Jay Siegel, do me a favor, all right, and hang on. We'll continue our conversation in a moment on Spotlight Connecticut. Jay Siegel of the Tokens, the Lion Sleeps Tonight. Tonight I fell in love Many other songs that he will be playing next Sunday as part of Bowser's and Do-Womp Party, XXII. That's 22, next Sunday at 3 at the Mohegan Sun Arena. If you'd like to find me, it's not hard to do. Look me up on social media, Facebook, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, at Talk. You could send me a message there or email me, morgan.cunningham at odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Sando and Johnny Sleepwalk taking us into the break. Chances are you've definitely heard this in commercials. I've heard them just as recently as last 4th of July. Last week even. Mattresses often use this. We'll be back. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. Jay Siegel, Portrait of My Love from 1967. He will definitely be doing this next Sunday at Bowser's Rock and do Party 22- Can you believe it? They've done this now that many times at Mohegan. I don't know exactly how many of the shows I have seen, but I would say if I had to take a guess, it would be more than half of those. Now, right before the break, I gave out my information, how people could reach out to me by email, how they could reach out to me on social media. Social media oftentimes is the easiest. It's not as clunky. So, if you're on Facebook, X formerly known as Twitter or Instagram, give me a follow, give me a like, send me a message, would you? My username is at MCNewsTalk, just like that, at MCNewsTalk. Now, Tony on Facebook, he gave me a like and he sent me a private message. And I'm glad that I saw this during the break. He said, Would you play the full The Lion Sleeps Tonight? I know you started with it, as you usually do with your bumpers. You play, I don't know, 30, 60 seconds, he writes. But would you play the full thing? I think it's appropriate because you've got Jay on the show. Well, tell you what, I'm game. As everybody knows, I'm a rule breaker. So breaking every rule that there is in talk radio, that's the tokens. Jay Siegel, our guest, singing The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Now, the one thing I'm not going to ask him because I know that every year he tells this on stage, so I'll give him an exclusive here, and I'll cut him him some slack on Spotlight Connecticut. I'll wait for next week, and everyone else will have to wait until next week to hear the story about the time his granddaughter went to school, and she said that her grandfather sang The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Now, all the kids know it because of The Lion King, but they thought that she was full of it. He'll tell the story next week, I'm sure.
1: This is WTIC in Hartford.
0: Hi, I'm Eric from Glastonbury, and I'm listening to Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham. I'm Morgan Cunningham at Spotlight Connecticut, and as we have talked about, not just on this show but other shows, I love seeing performers that continue a history, a tradition, if you will, of older music, music that connects you with a previous generation, people from that generation. We learn from it. Uh, the music, yeah, maybe it's a little old, but you can enjoy it. you can get into it. And I do see younger people, myself included, I'm 27 as I'm open about saying, that go to shows like Bowser's Rock and Do Want Party. They love The Lion Sleeps Tonight by Jay Siegel and the tokens. He'll be there next Sunday performing it. There are younger people on stage at most of these shows. I saw Frankie Valley. There were a bunch of young people on that stage playing the music, and so I want to know, Jay, as we return from the break on Spotlight Connecticut. Do you love knowing that there's a younger generation getting involved in music like yours?
1: Oh, it's it's a wonderful feeling. Oh, but you know, we have two. new... Well, one of the guys that are with me now, uh, he used to be in a group, Kenny Kenny Vance and the Planetones. You know who are, who they will be at the and. Uh, at uh, Bowser's show this uh, this January, and uh, one of the you know one guy that's been with me, Bill Reed, he's been with me over thirty years you know unfortunately, about a year and a half ago he uh, he passed away and uh, we have another guy, Gabe Dasa, who happens to be when he's not working with us, he happens to be an orthopedic surgeon. so we have a guy that's a surgeon that travels with us, you know, and I don't know how he finds the time. To, to practice medicine and do shows with us, but uh, he's a wonderful guy, a great singer, and just a you know, and a, a good friend as well.
0: Bless his heart! Wow, I don't,
1: I don't consider you know, I don't consider these guys working for me. Or I don't. The band is not working for me. I always say we're working together. And we're, they're, we're, they're working with me, not for me. I don't want to feel like I'm the boss. You know, we're all we're all doing. Uh, you know, we're all doing things to uh, to make this uh, show you know our show successful and i think it's, uh, it's the attitude that we have on stage and uh, I'll let you in on you know something that i say before every performance before i walk on stage i'll talk to the band and i'll talk to my guys and i'll say let's just have a good time because if we don't have a good time what's the point point? and everybody smiles and we have a good time
0: i got to ask because you guys do and it's not just you, it's all of the performers during Bowser's lineup. You'll all do a few songs each. Another song that you usually do is He's in Town. So how do you select the songs that you're going to do? And also, could you tell me a little bit about that one in particular?
1: Well, okay, choosing the songs that we're going to do, it depends on the time that we have. Like, if you know, in Bowser's show, there were so many acts, we're giving like 15. Oh, that, that's my dog, by the way, Kiva. Hello, doggy. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, if you're given like fifteen twenty minutes, you know you have to do the songs that the people came to hear, even though they've heard it year in and year out. You you know you 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 have to do those songs. If you if you walk away not doing you know tonight I fell in love or Portrait of My Love or Lion Sleeps Tonight, you know they're going to be very disappointed. When we do a long set, when we're on us, you know when we do concerts on ourselves by ourselves and we do an hour or an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. I choose a set list and I choose uh, something, that I, I, a lot of familiar songs that, that other artists, uh, you know, have done. And, and you, you know, you mentioned he's in town. That's probably one of the, one of the best records I think we've ever made. It was a top 40 national hit, but I thought it should have been, I thought it would be a top five record. And the great writers that wrote that song was Carol King and Jerry Goffins. And, uh, you know, you couldn't get better songwriters than uh, than those two people, and I just love, I love that record. It reminded me a little bit about, you know, like uh, maybe a rag doll kind of song by The Four Seasons. Yes, you know? yes, it's just one yes. of my favorites, and I'm glad you, you know, you picked that one out. I love that. Carol King, uh, you know, she, he wrote, she wrote one of the greatest songs that we produced by The Chiffons, "One Fine Day." Uh, you know that, you know, we produced that record, and uh, that's another great record that Carol. King and Jerry Goffin wrote but yeah we've been doing it and we still love to do it you know you know being on stage is not the job that's not a job at all it's the preparation and the traveling and getting there that's the job the performance is not the job
0: so what effort goes in on that end um for you specifically oh you mean you mean getting there right right (laughs)
1: Getting to the stage, well, I, I I advance what they call I advance the show. I'll I'll reach out and get get all the you know I'll I'll create the set list. I'll send the set list to the band. Then I'll have a, a rundown with my musical director. And then I'll if if we have to do travel, I'll I'll arrange all the travel, and the hotels and stuff. Unless uh, sometimes the buyers over the country they do it for us, you know. But sometimes we have to do it ourselves. And I don't love that job, but you know, that's the job. You know, once you get there on stage, that's not a job. That's 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 a joy.
0: So what's it like backstage at Mohegan Sun? Believe it or not, I've never been there. I've interviewed plenty of people who have been, but oh. for you, what's it like at Mohegan Sun?
1: First of all, Mohegan Sun is a great venue. The backstage is wonderful. The catering, the dressing rooms is, is first class. And, you know, we work with all these different acts that we've grown up with through the years. And to me, I would, I would compare it to a high school reunion. You know, we all, we all look at each other and we say, wow, could you believe we're still doing this and these records were on the charts, you know, 50 years ago, and here we are doing it, and the people are still out there supporting our music, stand, giving us standing ovations. How lucky are we? You know, that was, and we have the, the backstage is, 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 is just as much fun as the, as the performance itself because we all grew up in this business together. And we know we go back, we know each other's families, we know their lives, we know the kids, because we've been doing this you know our whole lives, and uh, it's a great a great vibe backstage. It's terrific.
0: Let me ask you, I've got to know every year you have an amazing suit jacket on and there's this ah. one bright blue one when the spotlight's on it. I just love it. And I'm a fashion freak. I love fashion.
1: Now I'm not going to, wear, you know, I think I wore it last time.
0: Yeah, you I did. I so believe we
1: don't, we know yeah, well, I'm going to do something else. And no, I, I, uh, you know, I, I guess, I guess I'm the fashion coordinator, you know, for, <laughs> uh, for, for the group. We don't want to wear uniforms. We don't want to like all wear green suits or red suits. We want to have the same look. Like we'll all wear, you know, like, let's say we'll all wear a black suit, but we'll all wear, no, we'll all wear a beautiful shirt underneath, but different ones. They're not the same. Or we're going to wear like different color, uh, let's say, single, oh, because I'm talking to you, you said you're a fashion person. We'll wear single-breasted jackets. They'll all have, you know, they'll like, t- when I picture it all together, I look at what, it, like a, like a, like a palette on a, you know, uh, like a painting. And uh, we all wear, you know, we look the same, but it's not a uniform. We, I never wanted to look. Well, we did, we did dress like that when we started. You know, everybody wore the same thing, but well, we don't do that anymore. I think we're one of the only ones that uh, that really don't wear uniforms.
0: Yeah, you guys mix it up. You'll have like the black slacks and the colored jacket. Yeah,
1: yeah, we, we, yeah, we're gonna mix it up this time too.
0: The dubs You'll last year were matching. For,
1: for, oh yeah. We're not going to match that much. <laughs> our voices, <laughs> our voices
0: will match. However, that's That'll what's match. important for sure. Yes. Is there anybody yeah, in particular yeah. that you met through Bowser's shows over the years that took you by surprise? Anybody that you didn't meet before?
1: On Bowser's shows, uh, I kn- well, you know, when I first met Johnny Cantardo, who was in the original, uh, you know, the original Sean nah,
0: He's great. And he was
1: in the and he was in the movie as well. You know. Uh, movie greece with uh with bows right you know he's one of the people that uh i've always wanted to, you know i always wanted to meet him and now you know uh, through all these years uh, we've been come we you know he lives in new orleans but we see each other a few times a year uh, you know working together and uh, he's he's one of the guys i wanted to meet yeah
0: i think you were there with johnny maestro and oh, sure. jay of jay and the americans you were there for those yeah. shows weren't you
1: I was. I, I, I've worked with Jay Black since 1962. I mean, we've done many, many shows together. And Johnny, my show, we've done shows all over the... You know, I've worked with him many... One of the, one of the greatest voices in rock and roll, Johnny, my show. He should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But all the groups from the 50s and early 60s are... Uh, we're like the stepchildren of, of rock and roll. They don't really recognize the contribution that we've made and how the foundation that we've built you know to, to uh you know that that's affected the uh, the acts of the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. I mean, we started it all, you know, but we don't get so for some reason we don't get that recognition.
0: I don't know why. You really ought to another really act to that right stood now. out to me uh, what I got to see Ray Hildebrand and Jill Jackson Landon aka Paul and Paula and they oh, did yeah. Hey Paula
1: when we worked with them at uh, at Mohegan Sun, that's the first time we've ever I've ever met them. I've never met them before that because I they rarely. I don't think they you know they do many shows at all. If uh, I don't know, I've never worked with them in all these years.
0: No, and I don't think that Jill is singing anymore. So I feel special having seen some of these shows in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just recently saw Paul Anka and Frankie Valley and let me tell you, they're killing it.
1: Yeah, we just did the malt shop cruise. You know, we do that uh we've done it about five or six times and Paul Anka was the headliner on that cruise. You know, we just did it in uh in November. And yeah, he he does it great. a great, fabulous show. Fabulous.
0: The funny thing, Jay, is I walked in to see Paul Anka, which was actually at Mohegan's Sun, and I was oh, excited yeah. about his hits. You know, you're having my baby Diana put your oh, head sure. on my shoulder. I walked away. Not really remembering the hits, I was more fascinated by the deep cuts that he did. Papa, Let Me Try Again, his cover of My Way, which he wrote oh, for yeah. Sinatra. I was blown away. Yeah.
1: He's a very, you know, he's a consummate entertainment. He's a real Vegas polished guy. and uh, A storyteller. Yeah, he is. I mean, he has a lot of stories to tell. Probably a lot of them he can't tell, but, <laughs> but you know, we all can't tell some of the stories.
0: I've really appreciated having you on the show, and I'm excited to see the show coming up on January 14th at Mohegan Sun, Bowser's Rockin' Doo womp Party. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Jay?
1: No, I I just want everybody that's listening to your show, if they could come out to this show, I guarantee you'll walk out with the biggest smile and you'll feel so happy and it'll make you feel young again.
0: Hey, Jay, listen, we did not plan this. You're not rehearsed, I don't believe, but could you sing those first few notes over the phone for us?
1: Well, you mean on the lion?
0: Yeah, right here.
1: Oh, you mean? <clears throat> oh, wait a second. Let me. Maybe I'll just give you a little bit of the beginning. If I crack and my voice cracks, delete it from this. <laughs> okay. Here, let me try. Dee-dee-dee. Way.
0: That's it. I'm done. He did it, everybody. He did it. And a final reminder of everybody that's part of the show next week, because there's quite a list. Of course, Jay Siegel of the Tokens, and he will do the Lion Sleeps tonight. And as you heard there, although phone quality, but when you're there in person, you will really hear that it is just like the record. Also in the lineup, Kenny Vance and the Planet Tones looking for an echo of their signature. Gary U.S. Bonds, quarter to three. You've also got New Orleans and all these other songs that he made famous. Lala Brooks, original lead singer of The Crystals, to do Run Run, and then he kissed me. Maybe she'll do Proud Mary again. I don't know. You've got the dubs that'll be there. Joey D and the Starlighters. Johnny Farino of Santo and Johnny. We played them a little earlier in the show. You've got Bowser and the Stingrays, of course. Rocky and the Rollers, the band accompanying them. Bobby Brooks Wilson, son of Jackie Wilson, Lonely Teardrops. And the one that I want to save for last and that we'll close with as our final bumper song, 9-11 firefighter Frank Pizarro, the former lead singer of The Platters, singing songs like My Prayer. Now, he was not the original lead singer. That would be Tony Williams. But he's credited with sounding exactly like Tony Williams. And you may say, well, how is that possible? Well, you'll find out next Sunday afternoon at 3 at Mohegan. We'll close with the original My Prayer. I'm Morgan Cunningham, back next Saturday at 2 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Bye-bye. When the twilight is gone. Spotlight Connecticut with Morgan Cunningham.